Hello, and once again, welcome to I Don't Get It, the number one, the only pop culture podcast, because it doubles as a get off my lawn cast. By, by the no, way, I want to interrupt. Our topic today kind of changes my opinion of what the term pop culture means. Maybe we can get into yeah, that. Pop culture, yeah. So we, we, we are the ombudsman. We are the yes. overseers. Yes. Uh, we are the, uh, well, right. That's, that's our job. We, this, this, by the way, this podcast, it features the open minded musings of the two voices you just heard mid forties, curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. Uh, my voice, the guy who's saying these words coming out of my face, I'm Bill Scurry. I'm the founder and proprietor of something called American Caesar Enterprises, which by the way, Noah, if in case you're wondering, American Caesar Enterprises is a decadent Roman bathhouse during the height of Diocletian's reign. Awesome. Hosting, hosting scores of food-filled wealthy citizens reclining on their sides as slim Thracian teenagers fan them with palm fronds. There's got to be some grapes fed to people. That's like one of the key things of a scenario like that. Someone has you to be lowering that. grapes into people's yes. mouths, right? D- dipping the whole, the whole, uh, the whole. What, what do you call it? The stem of grapes. The it's stem. a bunch. The entire bunch. Oh, and all you're doing stem. is just you're you're, the you're eating the, the lowest grape off the bunch. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Picking it off with your teeth. Uh, that's yeah. quite the image you painted there, Bill. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, my name's Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show Spectacular. And uh, I, I'm going to reveal something personal, Bill. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I. Uh, I I am not feeling very well. I am mildly not, sick. Not. Thank God, mildly. Terrible. I look terrible. Yeah. He looks uh, awful. Because I got a little something the kids are calling COVID-19. I got a diagnosis yesterday. And let me just say this. Thank fucking God for vaccines. How about that? Bill? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. You know what? I uh, I wanted to tell everybody that I have something called Hey 19, uh, <laughs> which, is, which is an awesome single uh, for my... <laughs> My favorite yacht rock band. <laughs> it's the steel, Steely Danitis. Yes, a bad case. Yes, oh man, you don't want to, if you get the Bodhisattva variant, you're in you're in deep trouble. You know? <laughs> People just think the stuff comes from South yeah. uh, South Asia, but that's just not true. Symptoms include, uh, you know, various bouts of reeling in the years, and uh, yeah. the uncontrollable need to do dirty work no more. Uh, uh, but you know, Anthony Fauci's. Anthony Fauci suggests that you open the bottle, Mama. It's grapefruit wine. <laughs> uh, but I'll be okay. I'll be okay, folks. Um, like I said, vaccinated, boosted. Uh, you know, it's just I don't feel good. But I couldn't let you, the people, the listenership of I Don't Get It, the pop culture, get off my long the, cast. The, the most important people. people in my world, I couldn't let you down. The little people. The, the little un- people. The, the, the little swarthy little people. Swarthy, the smutty-faced villagers. Right. The, 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 the people who don't matter. I could not let you down. Um, <laughs> the serfs who work right. the land. Speaking of people who matter and don't matter, I, I got to say, uh, me getting this disease now, it's good timing in that I've been vaccinated for like six months, and it wasn't a year ago. But it's bad timing in terms of, A, this is a busy season for my work. So, like, I'm buried in work. So, thankfully, I'm not I'm not in that much discomfort. So, I'm able to work, even though I'm trying to take it easy. And, B, it's bad timing in terms of, like, this is not a topic to make me feel better, Bill, our topic this week. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't think so. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, you know, we do ask for submissions from the world. We, we take blind submissions. I actually— um, Blind, yes, good we friend, take blind submissions. Blind submissions. Our, our good friend Nick Nadell is always, uh, he's got his thumb on the pulse. Uh, maybe that's to his detriment. It's hard yeah. to tell. Oh, Nick, but I Nick asked is, him this Nick time. Nick is Mr. I said, Mr. Cutting Edge, for sure. I said, Nick, exactly. On the cutting edge, what do you got for me, buddy? Do you got, you got something I wouldn't get myself? And he threw this at me. He threw, yeah. he threw Dumois. That's, this is what he gives us. Dumois. Dumois. That's at what he gives Dumois. Us. Is it pronounced Dumois or is it pronounced at Dumois? Uh, the little at symbol goes before it in what? most cases, yeah. right? Wasn't that the wasn't that the um the the chorus to that um chanting song for the nineties that what was that uh ça uh, du mois remember that um... oh the monk album yeah 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 by the way if you're young enigma enigma that's what it was right if you're young like something you might not believe is actually true is that for like a six month period in nineteen ninety five or so there was the CD of monks chanting that was like at the top Gregorian of the charts. chanting. Yeah. It was huge yeah. for like six. Remember yeah. that? It was everywhere. What the, what the hell did, was that yeah. about? I don't know. This is what we did. The 90s were a strange. We, we have nostalgia for this? I don't. I don't. I, I, you know, there's a theory that the 90s were the peak of human civilization. 
you know, because because we uh, we had man. gotten as far as we could get, and then it's all gone downhill from that. And there's that. Fear. It's repeated itself after that. Yeah, we weren't really recapitulating. Anyway, so let let's get back to the uh, right. let's get back to Months. the point before Noah dies yeah. of uh, some drown some in my own lung fluid. Yes, exactly. So Dumois is a gossip account. Uh, we're 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 into territory that I don't believe we've ever covered here on the show before. And this again, this is why our good friend Nick is uh, he's good for he's yeah. good for the hot yeah. stuff yeah, that the kids are into. Uh, you know, he's Mister. He he basically founded TMZ and Nick. He's that guy. He was. Yeah. yeah, he's that guy with the coffee cup who sits yeah. around the office, though, the office the bullpen. That, yeah, that's bullpen. that guy. I forget bullpen. his name. Him and Stanley. Anyways, too. yeah, so, <laughs> so Dumois is a gossip account based on Instagram trafficking in unverified tips from rabid fans and onlookers. Uh, not that gossip, as we know, uh, is a new feature. Far from it. Gossip has been around. There was uh, uh, graffiti uh, scrawled on the walls of ancient Rome that said, you know, such and such fucks goats and pigs. And, like, people have been slandering each other through blind items for a long time. As long as there's been language, there's been insinuation and innuendo. Um, I think, though, the difference is, you know, what we're talking about, the, the arms race, the nuclear rocket fuel of our current age, is that the cult of stalking celebrities is larger than ever before. And even easier to go about doing because of the ease of recording and dissemination techniques and, and media and things like that. So um, Dumois is, well, I think it was firstly, it was a fashion blog that yeah. left the fashion thing behind and more or less just started trafficking in um, uh, you know unsourced, uh, unverified tips. But it's a person. It is a female, she-identifying New Yorker who is, who is um, an unknown person. Name, name uh, unknown, though several people yeah. claim they've figured it out yeah but, but there's been no revelation uh, yeah but there's i'm no sure one. if we heard the name it would we, it's not like you know it's not like it's queen elizabeth no. we would not recognize like, this name it would right. be like learning that spider-man was peter parker it's like okay congratulations right. that doesn't help me you know it doesn't matter who it is uh, but she, I, she, I think jay jonah uh, jameson would be surprised i think aunt may would be surprised as he said no eternal threat or menace yes i've every woman i've ever dated has asked that question yeah, the dichotomy. Uh, so, so Dumois is an anonymous clearinghouse, someone whose identity has been probed but never proven or revealed. Uh, we do know that she identifies as a she. Uh, there is some recordings through that are that are through a voice baffler. As she yeah. she gave some she interviews. Has a, she has I a sa- Spotify podcast or something series. I listened to yeah I, a minute and a half of one episode. I heard some interviews with Andy. Uh, what's his face from from um, Bravo? Uh, so I know that there's that. Her voice is uh, is obscured. The site came online. I think it was in 2019, but it gained steam over the course of the pandemic. Um, I guess people. No, you she, know, you're, many, you're wrong. You're wrong, man. She started a fashion blog in like 15 with a friend, mm-hmm. and it got a yeah. little traction. Like they were they were on some podcasts and stuff, and then they just kind of let it lay fallow. And then shortly after the pandemic started in 2020, out right. of boredom. She started using this account she still had to post gossip right. items she picked up wherever, and then it it picked up an insane number of followers, and by the end of 2020, it was the hottest thing out there, as Nick Nadell told yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, when you go on Insta and you see, like, the, the chain of, you know, it identifies what other accounts are following, you see that, you know, for as many randos, there are just as many, like, Gwyneth Paltrow's and other celebrities who are, in fact, watching The Watcher Um you know that's this. So I mean, it's its own little f- fireball of of uh, you know fame that just turns itself over and over again as it accrues more uh, famous people who look at it to see what are other famous people doing as people are reporting on famous people, so on and so on. Bullshit. So so she's she's the leading she's the leading trafficker right now. Blind items. I mean, she it's it's you know not that there aren't other well they're not but entities. they're not all blind. I mean. Let's be clear what a blind no, 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 item no. is. A blind item right. is a certain celebrity was seen, you know, buying heroin. I mean, here's the thing. It's never that juicy. A certain celebrity no, no. was seen buying a scone at a Starbucks on, you know, Coenga Co- yeah. and whatever. And blind yeah. item means you don't know which celebrity it is. Just yeah, as yeah, often, yeah. she says, Timothy Chalamet was seen buying a scone, right? That's, so, a, very, that's a very, it's a lucky scone. Though, yeah, lucky, say. that scone being bought by both Timothy Chalamet and an unknown celebrity, yeah. So so, tell me uh, this incredibly ridiculous, yeah. uh, speci- specious, yeah. and caustic uh, thing that we've looked at. Where did you relate to it? And uh, tell me your experience yes. when you were perusing it. So yeah, so she has this Spotify show, Do Me After Dark, and it's pronounced uh, Do. It's it's basically French words glommed together. Do moi, do the number two, and moi me. Uh, and the show on Spotify is Do Space Me After Dark. On I don't know if that's a sex joke or what. Um. 
had uh, 530,000 followers by the end of 2020, written up in the Times, Daily Mail, Vice. Uh, we both read that really informative article and interview with the woman, as they called her, the unknown identity behind Dumois uh, in Vanity Fair. Um, yeah, I hate this for a variety of reasons, <laughs> okay. only one of which is the fact that I had to be subjected to this uh, during my illness. Um, look, I'm not going to like gossip anyway. Like, uh, I worked for a few months, five months, something like that, uh, for us, us magazine, actually when it went from us, us, just us to us weekly in that transition, they were kind of grabbing in as many copy editors as they can get. And that's why I learned copy editing. And that was my career for like 15 years. So I worked in for a gossip rag for a brief period, but this is you know, this is pre-social media, so things were very different then. Um, so I have some history with this, but um, I really don't like this. And if we're going to just start with the personal things here, I look at this and I'm like, who are these people? Now, this is a definitely get-off-my-lawn thing, right? Like, I haven't heard of half these celebrities. And, right, like, that's what I'm going to say because I'm 46, right? And I, I just, I don't watch i mean i watch some new tv and whatever i just don't follow this stuff so i don't care but what strikes me more is that this whole operation is really ragtag and it really makes me sad that people care about this like first of all it's labeled do my the instagram account its bio says what is this little tagline here collectors of pop culture like this is what i got at when i interrupted you at the very top like this is pop culture, like so and so. One person is calling pop culture. Well, but like, make it so. I don't like. Does this count as gossip? Like these examples are not. What you think of gossip is like something juicy. Like yeah, personal gossip is so and so in the office is dating other so and so in the office. Like we know these people personally. But and you tell me, Bill, because when we were before we got on, you mentioned Hedda Hopper, so I feel like. You know, who is the classic gossip columnist of what, the 40s, right? Yeah, Walter Winchell had a hopper. Right, Walter Winchell has, was on radio, had a hopper, was in print, I think. But is this what celebrity gossip was back in the day? So, like, here are some examples I jotted down. I, I DM'd John Mayer and he responded. I know who John Mayer is. I met Emma Watson at a wedding. She complimented my outfit. I spotted Charlie Hunnam at a farmer's market. Peter Dundas was at a fashion week party. He's a fashion he's a fashion designer. Of course he's going to be at a fashion week party. I saw ASAP Rocky at the Met Gala. Bobby Cannavale's son is sexy. Are there any updates on John Mulaney and Olivia Munn's relationship? Here's a photo of a random guy I saw in the street wearing a Dumois t-shirt. Now it's not even about a celebrity. It's about Dumois. Um, Grand spotting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does this count as gossip? Like, I feel like I mean, celebrity it, gossip. I, I want to know. Charlie Hunnam hired a hooker. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Olivia Munn was buying heroin. You know, uh, Emma Watson. I mean, I don't mean to, to, to food shame. Emma Watson, but this is the idea I got in my head. Emma Watson, you know, was eating an entire can of frosting while sitting in a KFC. Like, these stories that are kind of juicy where you learn something. It says just these people are living their motherfucking lives. And I guess when I think back to 20 years ago and I worked at Us Weekly— it, there was the, the celebrities. They're just like us. You know, Sarah Jessica Parker picking up her dry cleaning. Like, these are just not interesting stories at all. The only thing that's interesting think, about them yeah, is that these people are famous. I think that what you have to do is almost divorce the words and just look at the content. Because, you know, we're having a mission creep when it comes to having an English language. You know, I mean, we've talked about this from the start. And that, you know, what we might think of as words and understanding and comprehension doesn't quite mean the same thing to us as it does to somebody else. So if we're going to put that to the side, yeah. I mean, I do think you're bringing, rather than what you call it, I think you're bringing up a good point, though, about what you're seeing, you know. And I mean, yeah, you, you, you let off by saying you hated it. There's always been this issue of gossip, of people wanting to see inside people's lives. And I mean, this woman, Dumois, is just going all in on... Asking people, demanding, creating this vacuum that uh, you have an army, a, a citizen army of unpaid stalkers who are out there scouring. And let's be fair here. It is just two cities. You know, we're talking about yeah, New York Manhattan. And yeah. Are there any Man updates from Chicago or Kansas City or no. 
Akron. No, it is, it yeah. is two urban centers, yeah. which are, you know, one one is the, you know, let's be clear, Los Angeles is the A number one capital because that's where everybody, it's an industry town. Oh, but I and feel the, like the gossip world and media, that's New York. It is, but the thing uh, is, it's like there's no more heat. New York isn't where celebrities, celebrities live in New York, but they work in Los Angeles. Yeah, so but in New York Fashion for, Week in the Met Gala. I mean, sure, things like those that. Are important. Events, but, but those right? things don't mean those, those things don't matter as much as um, all right. You know, well, th- yeah, it's fifty-fifty. Anyway, a couple other things I don't like about this. So, first of all, the form of this, at least the Insta um, feed, which is the main thing of this. I mean, the unknown woman also created a Facebook adjunct, and it's a website. And the way you submit is it's just screenshots. Like someone will say, like they'll text. Um, Normani is Normani a singer? Never heard of this person. This is one of the most recent ones. Normani's new song is solo and coming soon. Also heard a snippet of a Selena song. I guess Selena Gomez. Probably not Selena Quintanilla. Uh, not sure when it's being released, but it's amazing. And it's just screenshots. So there's nothing here but these screenshots. So like this woman, this woman Dumois is not processing this in any creative way. Say what you want about Us Weekly or whatever, but you know there was an art director, <laughs> there was a copy editor, there was design there was you know and plus it wasn't all just random photos of so-and-so buying their kid ice no, cream it, it has it, it has was, all the visual charm was, and usability of fortune it was honestly. it was interviews and you know professional photographers taking photos of celebrities who sat for interviews and things like that so there's that it's just shitty and then there and i'll talk about more of this later this woman claims no responsibility for any negative effects this might have. Now, no one's claiming this has led to school shootings or environmental decay or anything like that. But there's some really interesting quotes in the Vanity Fair piece. She says, like, someone was upset. There's some celebrity that got a photo into, like, looking in some celebrity's window, their apartment. And she said, I live in New York City. You can fucking see in everyone's apartment. Okay, still not okay to take a photo and put it on set. And also... You can't, all right? I lived in New York City for 18 years. There was one guy's apartment I could see into, and you know what? Like, I didn't stare, and rarely did I look very closely. The one time I saw him masturbating, I turned away. Um, and another quote here. I run an Instagram account. It lives in the phone. It's not real life, she said. It was just an Instagram account that happened to turn into this crazy fucking wild ride. All right, so this just happened to her? It's not real life? Of course it's real life. These are real people. This is not fiction. Like, yes, they're celebrities. And by being a celebrity, you you kind of volunteer to have elements of your life, you know, be be fodder for, for public discussion, right? Like, I hate to defend the guy, but it always stood out to me. I remember something Chris Christie once said. Chris Christie, I hate to defend him. Something he once said that I really thought was very insightful. Someone had made, when he was still governor of New Jersey, someone had made a fat joke about him. And someone's like, are you offended by that? He said, look, he's like, I'm not an idiot. I know I'm fat. He's like, I'm a public figure. People are going to make a joke about that. He's like, the only real question is, is it funny? And I'm like, well, good for him. Like, that's some understanding of his. You know, he's like, I'm a public figure and I'm overweight. What the hell do I expect? And I really respected that. But I'm kind of getting off topic here. Fine. There's some limit that, but this idea that it just happens, it was just an Instagram account where it happened, like, come on. Like, I'll get to this in Apocalypse, but this whole thing of like, nothing's my responsibility ever. Like, this is why, this is why I have COVID. Because nothing's going <laughs> um, You know, we haven't really commented on the form of this thing. Like, I had a yeah, lot well, of Yeah, well, like I said, it's these screenshots. It's not processed. No, but, it's, but the it's, thing is, her Insta feed, I was looking at this on the desktop yeah. client, the desktop uh, uh, site of, of Instagram. You can't read anything. Yes, the, in, yeah. the desktop I was confused as well. Has, I texted you. Yes. Yeah, yeah I know. The, the desktop site just out. has memes it's it just pictures of memes it's like you need to look at this on a phone and realize that she puts all these things in instagram stories that's where the right. actual flow well there's an gossip is you so basically as i understand it maybe i'm wrong because i don't spend much time on instagram she posts these things on the main feed but they disappear after a period of time so if you're on the main feed you just see the shitty memes if you want to see the actual gossip you have to read the separate dumois archive right yeah, or the stories, like and I guess that's something. I, stories, I don't that's a, yeah. But it's like I wasn't. Yeah. I, it took me. It took me all morning to figure yeah, me that too. out. <laughs> it was. It was like, well, what's? How, how could this possibly? I'm like, how what, does this what's work? going on here? Yeah, yeah what's going on We're here? So I don't understand old. how. Who are these people? What's going on? I'm so confused. How does something that works so strangely? It works so bizarrely. It's non-linear. Yeah. It's non-intuitive. Yeah. 
and it's like to design something with shitty UI in this day and age is amazing, and then succeed in spite of it. It just it's 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 a triumph of nonsense. This is like the celebrities are like the restaurants only open for fifteen minutes and doesn't take credit cards, and you have to you know you have to do five hundred push-ups before you get a menu. (laughs) Okay, so Taylor Swift is filming something in the next two days. I don't know what it is, but. She is filming something. Okay. So, Bill, why? Like, why did Dumois take, you know, rocket in popularity so fast? One and two, you know, like, I guess this gets it. Why is the, the shitty, you know, the, the rare select few who the shitty UI makes it a benefit as opposed to, you know, a hindrance? Yeah, well, I mean, that's just because people honestly don't understand what they're looking at anymore. UI doesn't have to be good. In some places, apparently, UI has to be great. And other places, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. You can't really say, "Oh, yeah. this thing, this thing succeeded because of poor AI, and it failed because of good UI." Uh, UI. I'm sorry, I didn't mean AI. I meant UI. I don't fucking know. That's that's. It's really beyond me why very well designed things people say, oh, "I hate this," and then something that's garbage like this winds up being a smash hit at the gate. Who the fuck knows? But you know what? It's like more importantly, why is it popular? Well, you know, I could say that most like a, a lot of weird things. We were bored for a long time. We were stuck inside of our houses. And I guess it seemed like Leonardo DiCaprio was still banging supermodels, even though the entire world was shut down. You know, these people were still going out and living these lives of conspicuous consumption while the rest of us were not. Yeah. Did they all get COVID and not tell us? Is that what happened? uh, I don't know. But it's like Pete Davidson was still out there having 15 dates a week with all the, you know, the the, the A-list who's 18 to 23 years old. Uh, you know, Timothy Chalamet still eating scones at the place, she said. It's like their <laughs> lives were still rolling on. And it's like Kim Kardashian was still having a bunch of people to help her put her face together like a fucking Mr. Potato Head every single morning. <laughs> and and people want to be privy to this. But it's like, how about this? It's not just that. It's, of course, there's the idea of well, where where was William Hurt having a, a go-gurt, right? I don't know where <laughs> Bill Hurt was. Whoa, that is obscure but it's the thing in, in terms of like the actual this celebrity has some weird peccadillo i feel like that thank you the, who's Sorry, who's got a weird I'm picturing peccadillo him squirting that little tube in his mouth yeah doing wearing little glasses yeah. and making his yeah. uh, his weird croaky uh, yeah. uh complaint waspy voice but it's like uh people still want to see the um they want the compromise side of what they think these people are trying to hide you know the, it's not all DiCaprio you know whatever the A-list consists of today I mean I couldn't I, even tell I you know, because I don't, think, I don't think there is such yeah, thing as an A-list no, I watch I, a lot yeah. of movies but there's no such thing as an A-list anymore uh, or the A-list is you know 35 femtoseconds it, it just you know it's like a quantum you know wherever an electron might be for that yeah, unmeasurable time. yeah 15 minutes of fame is an unmeasurable period of time yeah, yeah, uh, and so the th- you know people are um, they want to drag uh, quote unquote celebrities down to, to earth, right? At a time where there have never been more celebrities, right? Just think of the concept of celebrity is it's been so uh, pluralized everywhere through silos, through media, through through all these things, you know, and it, it, it and the the proliferation of celebrity is concurrent with the ability to track their every flaw in real time. You know, it, 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 at one point, it was thought of as erasing the line. Like you said, the, in the Us Weekly, the, the days of the Inquirer, the celebrities are just like us. You know, here's, here's a picture of fucking Beyonce uh, picking up her dry cleaning, like you say, or whatever celebrity you mentioned. Um, it was thought to erase the line or smudge it between the mighty and glamorous by rendering them as, as fallible humans, you know. Um, but I think that at the same time, maybe, maybe this gets to the essence of gossip, right? It was supposed to be some... Jesus, I don't know what what did I write here? Some sort of humility check on the wealthy is I don't even know if that tracks, but it, in some ways, it's like if you know you you were doing some weird shit inside your house, and if, if we're thinking about the head of Hopper, you know, or uh, uh, the the '50s style gossip where they were looking to you know open the door and there's two guys with giant flash bulbs and they were getting something really weird. If Robert Mitchum was smoking reefer. You know, which he, he got stuck doing, you know, and, and Frank yeah. Sinatra, too, was arrested for, with, 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 you know, pot, with pot in his possession. You know, the idea was that we were bringing you down to... I don't think Sinatra was a pothead. Maybe Mitchum. Sinatra uh, no, just it was, it, was an alcoholic, right? Right, but Sinatra got arrested for the pot. That Did was, he that, really? That famous, yeah, that famous mugshot picture. Yeah, that's That was pot? Oh, it. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was pot. Um, and it's like, 
the the idea being that it's, it's it was a way of alerting the powerful entities. Again, it, it was much easier to build an allure when we didn't know anything about you and your projection to the world was your movie. And then it's like, then you could say, oh, hey, we know about you. You know, it's like, you think you can get away with anything. No, there, there are people with flashbulbs waiting outside right. to catch you in the middle of something. It's and so the it's the like price you pay for your fame. Yeah. But it's also, it's, it's, it is a shame whip. It's a scourge yeah. that people used to use. And I still think it's still that today. Well, one of the that, things that, a lot that of that is sour grapes, right? That too. But I mean, one of the things that um, I think she was going after, this Dumas woman was going after, was, uh, I don't know if she if she posted this or not. You know, but the, John Mulaney's thing, where John Mulaney divorced his wife as soon as he got out of rehab, and then he hooked up with uh, Olivia Munn, and then Olivia Munn got pregnant, and then the, the rumors, the, the, the grapevine said that Olivia Munn and, and Mulaney broke up after like a month after getting pregnant. And so it's like all this stuff is just compromising to John Mulaney. It makes him look bad. It makes Olivia Munn look bad. It makes everything look weird. And it's like people want to jump on all this stuff because they want to, like, they want to get this stuff out there as a check to these people who are glamorous people, people who look like they're cooler than you. It's a way to knock them back over and make them seem like, you know, these are shameful things. You can't just have a life. You can't just make mistakes. You can't just do things errantly or say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try, you know, I'm going to have a kid out of wedlock or I'm going to divorce my wife. It's like you also need to pay the price in the public square for it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you're right. People have always loved gossip, but I think um, you bring up a good point. There are more celebrities now. Celebrity culture, I think, has advanced in certain ways. You know, there's no monoculture anymore. I mean, there was never a monoculture. And I, I've said so many times on the show that I think celebrity is the most powerful force in marketing. You know, I hey, I know that guy is the most sticky marketing technique and this is why people throw around celebrity names in their marketing as much as possible it's why my website has you know i mean not really people but like logos of companies you've heard of here's people who've hired us oh google hired you amazon hired you i guess i'm gonna hire you you know i'm a sellout yes folks um so yeah it's the most powerful force but we've advanced it that it's the only thing so it's not it's not even John Mulaney broke up with his wife after he left rehab, knocked up Olivia Munn, and broke up with her, which is a bit of a juicy story. You could say it's trash, sure. but there's a story yeah, yeah. there. It's a hot, it's a hot item. Right. Yeah. You can imagine if that happened among your friend's circle, it would be the hugest thing ever, right? My problem is it's more, it's not John Mulaney did all this crazy stuff. It's, it's you know, John Mulaney bought shoelaces, right? Or, uh... You know, uh, uh, Olivia Munn, uh, you know, got a smoothie. It's just these stories that are just non-stories, non-events. They're only something because you recognize that person. Hey, I know who that person is. I've talked about this. The joke I once made is they're going to make a movie that is just two hours of a celebrity staring into the camera saying their name. That's it. Because that's the only thing people care about anymore. Um, and then I think there's a reason this took off in the pandemic and, and the Vanity Fair article, which was very well written. The pandemic needs a new gossip model, right? Paparazzi weren't out there as much and more to the point. Celebrities couldn't, I mean, at least at the beginning. Yes, I know it looked like Pete Davidson was out there banging models, but there wasn't the Met Gala. There wasn't Fashion Week in the same way. There weren't the gatherings. There weren't the red carpets. There weren't the movie premieres. So there was less opportunity for the professional gossip machine to keep running. So there yeah, had to be this yeah. amateur gossip machine, which, of course, because it's amateur, is going to have less guardrails on whatever, on both quality and ethics. You know, I think she thinks she knows who I am. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> That's so funny. But Noah, let's uh, go back to the 80s. The, uh, I don't know if it was the high point of gossip, but it certainly was a moment. Uh, uh, how would you have uh, related to it as a, a, a younger person? Um, you know, I, I, there's not much for me here, obviously. <laughs> um, I, you know, there's no world in which I'd be really into this stuff. But I, but if I were young now, I would like this slightly more since I know who the fuck these people were and I care about them more. I mean, I've heard of maybe half these names, right? Literally, like if I were to go through... God, I'm so fucking old. If I were to go through and like check, have I heard of them? Have I not heard of them? Or do I know this person is? I, I spotted Charlie Hunnam at a farter's market. I know that name. I couldn't. He's an actor, right? Yeah. Pacific Rim, among others. Yeah. Sons okay. of Anarchy. There you go. I wasn't sure about that. He might have been a singer. Uh, I know who Aesop Rocky is. I know who John, Bobby Cannavale is. I know who John Mulaney and Olivia Munn are. 
Uh, I mean, those are the examples I have here. But like so many of these things, I don't know who these people are. But if I were in my 20s, presumably I'd know who more of them were, so I'd care a little more about it. Uh, And to tell you something else, I think a lot of the reason people submit to Dunois, submit these items, is because they want that frizzin of excitement to know they're getting attention on the internet. And I wanted more... I'd be more desperate for that if I were younger. I'm not as into that shit now. Hey, I wrote letters to G.I. Joe back in the 80s. That was my way of inserting Do, myself into the action. I had, well, I, I there's a podcast I did about this not long ago. I think you listened to it. I had maybe two dozen letters printed in Marvel and DC Comics in the early 90s. Some under my name, some under my pseudonym name. And man, was it the most fun thing in the world. But in those days, there were no YouTube comments. There were no, you know, that's the only way to see your name in print, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah. man, yeah. was it Shuffling exciting. yourself into the, playing yourself into the game. Yeah. Right. So, exactly. I'd be more hungry for that. So, yeah, I still really wouldn't be into this, but I'd be into it a little more. What about you? Yeah. I, I know. I totally. You know what? Uh, we, my mother made sure that the Inquirer and Star at the, at the supermarket checkout in the 1980s uh, were in our home. They came, I think those were published weekly, and they were, you know, terrible, terrible ratings. Probably. Whether it was the stuff about Bat Boy or the ridiculous things didn't excite me nearly as much as the celebrity stuff. That like was see toward- the Bat Boy, but those are see this is a misconception. Bat Boy was the Weekly World News or the World Weekly News. Yeah. I ever forgot which was yeah, a yeah, flat yeah. out fucking joke. Yeah, nobody took that was, seriously. The no, Inquirer no, 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 no. and the Star; those were celebrity gossip, usually very exaggerated. Or like, you know, eat licorice and lose pounds while you sleep. Shit like yes. that. They were very different yeah. animals. They were just so... They were. They were. Stuff. I mean, but it, it, the Inquirer had more farcical stuff. They got away from and they went to a pure gossip mode over the course of the 1980s. Right. And, you know, I looked at it for a long time. So the thing is, it's like, I would see, you know, love to see pictures of Larry Hagman eating a triple cheeseburger. You know, like that's exactly <laughs> the kind of thing, which was like, oh, it, it, renders, <laughs> it renders these people... Uh, in in his station as being human and fallible, right? And it's like in that little you know cathode ray television, there's such a remove from us and um, um, you know Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. And it's like, <laughs> but to, to just get an idea that this person sits down somewhere and you know eats a frittata, that's yeah. amazing. It, it it is not just a matter of it's it shrinks the person, it makes them, it renders them as human. Whether or not I, I'm not looking necessarily to, to make their lives terrible, to you know, to say Rock Hudson was a homosexual, and you know, and, and blacklist him the way some people might have wanted. To yeah, his that never his really old happened. buddies, Dutch Reagan and Nancy Reagan, wouldn't Ignor- return us. They phone ignored call him. As yeah, he was they wouldn't dying. return his calls. Exactly. That's you know, that's, I mean, that's I, family values. That's that's integrity. Party of personal I was responsibility. A, I was unaware of the ecosystem between the publicity systems, though, uh, and the celebrities, which actually rely on those things they actually rely on the gossip mills to keep their name you know like what they do is they not everybody granted but there's a, there's a healthy tradition of celebrities publicity feeding the gossip machine to keep their name alive because yeah. we all know play in the true. game you know, play in the game it used to be you know the expression used to be there's no such thing as bad publicity it's like now the word bad publicity doesn't even exist anymore there is just publicity i think there's there, bad there publicity is, I don't think so. Not amongst, not amongst, mm. like you know. Again, Pete Davidson. Does it matter what Pete Davidson does? If Pete, Pete if Pete could, Davidson, I hate to use this term, but you'll know what I mean. If Pete Davidson were canceled, uh, at the very least, I mean, look at Louis C.K. Louis C.K. basically had to change his audience. I mean, he he, he did not get canceled. He still has a career, yeah, but he no had to Gibson, change his audience. I was a huge Louis C.K. fan, and now I'm not. Right. And maybe he's happier. I don't know what goes on in his mind. But at the very least, it was a huge pain in the ass. And for a lot of people, it is a problem. There is bad publicity. It's different than what the bad publicity used to be. Used to be, oh, I look, th- he's he's handsy with women. What a cad, you know. That's very di- right. <laughs> I think that that's the difference between someone who's uh, Pete Davidson's age, whatever. Pete Davidson's 26, 27. Yeah, but if Pete Davidson is credibly accused of raping someone, that would be bad publicity for him. Uh, come on. Maybe because there's so many guys who that has happened to and it has not dinder that, you know, it has, they've had to, this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying they got canceled the way people with scolds would say, but I'm saying that like Louis CK, they had to change their audience. They had to entirely change their public persona. Not entirely. Oh, he's only, he's only making 1.98 rather than $2 million a year now. You know, a lot of the 
younger music scene. So like Justin Bieber, Selena, Taylor, um, you know, that crowd, Ariana Grande. I get asked about them all the time. Then the superheroes. So like Chris Evans is a big one. Sebastian Stan is a big one. Any of the Marvel people. Bill, in any way, is this a sign of the apocalypse? Dumois, the existence of Dumois, the rise of Dumois. I think we can agree it is, but in what way is it a Yeah, sign? well, you know, the thing is, I've read a lot about, there's this great channel, Tiffany Ferguson, uh, who runs this YouTube um, essay channel. She she, runs the, uh, she makes these half-hour uh, essays that are and fantastic to the camera testimonials. Um, she has the cadence of somebody who's like a, you know, I think she's in her thirties or so. She looks like, um, an Instagram, you, you know, a YouTuber kind of person, except what she says is really sharp. I mean, she, she's got really good cultural analysis, uh, more so than other people in her weight class, I would say. And she was, uh, she just, she made a video, I think it came out in October of this year about how, you know, it can't be a good thing if we've deputized an entire class of people in public to act as a stalker army. Yeah. And I understand that. Yep. I can't, you know, the thing is I can't, I can't dispute that. However, it's like, what I'm going to say is that if the, if this is a sign of the apocalypse, then Hedda Hopper would have been on a pale horse. I mean, this is as old as there has been a publicity machine, as old as there has been media in America. Uh, and you could say that when there was the quote-unquote monoculture, which you're right, there was never a monoculture, but there was something approaching it. Yeah, M uh, more than we have now, that's for sure. And, and not only that, in that awful, 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 restrictive, waspy, moralized 1940s, yeah. 1950s, sure. 1960s, where, I mean, you know, that you could ruin, you like they send people to France because of the blacklist, and that was okay. We barely reckon the fact that they smeared people, people killed themselves over things like the blacklist because it, you know, Joe McCarthy made it a moral issue to out communists. It was all bullshit. You know, it's like then you actually had that, you could hurt somebody, you could kill, not that people don't, kill each other kill themselves now over bad social media because the world closes in but i'm just saying it's like then it really matters something because everybody was looking at the same 10 people you know it was it was widmark it was it was mitchum it was sinatra it was you know uh, uh yeah so on and so forth now every single idiot who did any stupid idiot thing on the cw or on instagram or who is who's kim Kardashian, who's selena gomez's best friend who does makeup tutorials is their own celebrity um, and so it's so fractalized, it's so granular, it's just like a, a cloud of talcum in the air blown out of someone's cupped palm into the wind. It, it, it can't possibly mean anything anymore. I can't think of it as a sign of the apocalypse. Even if you're going out and busting, you know, where, where Timothy Chalamet is eating a scone, maybe it means he's got to go pick a new scone place because people will be hanging out waiting for him to get there the next time. And, you know, that's... Nobody wants that for the guy. No, he didn't sign up for that when he signed up to sh to be in, in Doom yeah. and Lady Bird and, and Call Me By Your I'm not name. sure he didn't sign up for that. Well, that's not true. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he did not sign up for that, or he doesn't somehow get a thrill out of it. I mean, you know, he's he's a fucking child, and so right now, maybe that's all. Look, if I was Chalamet's age, maybe this would be a thrill of a lifetime. It's a, it's really everywhere you turn, you're like the most viable young man on the face of the earth right now. You know, that's crazy. But no, I, I don't think it's a sign of the apocalypse. In spite of all the bad things. Really? And again, I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm relying on you to tick through some more of the bad things. But I don't think it's going to necessarily change my mind. Well, there is the obvious reason that the world is burning and this is what people care about. You know, like... But the, no, these they, are the they, same people. These are the same Gen, the Gen Zers or whoever the Zillennials, millennials, whatever they are, who have the time to multitask. They are the activists. Right, class. I they know, the and I'll get at this. They with have the jealousy room for all thing. these things. Just because they like this shit doesn't mean they're also not voting. Doesn't right, mean they're also right, not right, marching. Right, right. Whatever. And in you fact, got it, you got it. I will give her a little credit. There are some, you know, she did something. I the, 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 again the Vanity Fair article, which by the way was by Maureen O'Connor came out February 4th, 2021. I, if you are at all interested in this topic, I, just Google Vanity Fair, Dumois. She's a, she's a good byline. She's written good, for years. Good, yeah. well-written article. Well done. Um, something about the covered a sex scandal at Hollywood-friendly megachurch Hillsong, a former yeah, I don't get it topic. topic. Right. Guest, guests, personal guests on our show. Right. Personal, yes. There does seem to be, you know, a lefty slant to this. A, I, I mean, I don't know. But I just I look at the shit and I'm like, you care about this? Like, really? This is what you care about? But it doesn't mean they don't care about other things, too. I care about plenty of stupid waste of time crap as well. Um, of course, I don't care enough about things that matter, but most people don't. Um, so, so, so here's my problem with this. Yes, Hedda Hopper would have been on a pale horse, but 
I think it's worse. I think it's worse, man, because there's so many celebrities, because of social media, because everything's monetized, because there's, you know, the 24-7, 365 uh, celebrity culture domination. I just think it is seeped into more pores of society. Um, You know, this is like, all right, here's a personal example. In the last year, Oh, who's going to be Alex Trebek's successor on Jeopardy? How many fucking people say to me, you should be the successor on Jeopardy? Yes, I've been hosting quiz shows for 20 years. But with one minor, hardly seen exception, I've never hosted trivia on TV. I'm under no illusions that I'm a candidate for this job, even though arguably I'm more qualified than a lot of people who are. Well, why? Because they're not going to hire someone who isn't already famous. That's just not going to happen. I'm under no illusions about that. Was Alex Trebek famous? I mean, I guess he had done other quiz shows, when he, uh, other game shows when he did start Jeopardy in 1982 or whenever it was. Yeah, but generally he wasn't famous. No. Right. Like, they hired just whoever the fuck. Someone who could talk well and ask questions well, right? Um, you know? So the world was different, right? Now it's celebrity, 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 celebrity. This is what I say. We're going to have that movie of just, you know, someone staring, Tom Cruise staring in the camera saying his name for two hours, smiling. That's it. Um And then here's the real problem with this, I think. And I hinted at this before. Here's a quote that actually from the the mystery Dumois woman that was called out in the Vanity Fair article as a poll quote. Quote, statements made on this, uh, this might even be a disclaimer on on the account, I don't remember. Statements made on this account have not been independently confirmed. Believe what you want or don't believe any what is any of what is posted. This was started for capital F, capital U, capital N. All right, that's the problem. That it's all a fucking game and I vote <laughs> I vote yes, right. I vote for Republicans because they make me laugh. I vote for Donald Trump cuz you know, he makes me feel good. It's all a fucking game. Nothing matters. It's all a joke. Who cares? We're just having a good time. Nobody's responsible for anything. And this is the problem. Nobody's responsible for other people. That's a big thing with the, the pandemic, yeah. right? No, well, it's, it's I'm a willing bacon, to take a chance. Baked in sociopathy. You're right. Right. I'm willing to take a chance. So why wear a mask, you know? Um, never mind that you shouldn't be willing to take that chance for yourself. But whatever. I guess that's your problem if it weren't contagious. Um, so nobody's responsible for anything. Like, you know. Let's take, can we take a cue from President Bartlett when he admitted blame for lying about his medical condition? He looked Leo McGarry right in the face and he said, no one wants to take the blame anymore. I'm to blame. I was wrong. This is the president of the United States saying this on a fictional show. Unfortunately, a world that is fictional, right? We live in the real world where, fine, the Dumas woman isn't the, you know, isn't to blame for most of the world's ills, but it's just this attitude that nothing is anyone's fault. And if anything bad happens or anything trashy or anything unfair, or anything rude, don't look at me. I just, there's no more personal responsibility anymore. There's no more. I mean, there is, there's plenty, but there's too much of the opposite. It is a popularly held belief that in exchange for fame, you must trade your privacy. To be famous is to lose parts of your humanity. You become objectified. You are no longer a person, a private citizen. You are a figure for the consumption of the public. No, let's begin to take it home. Tell yes, me uh, how, you, how you feel about jealousy, uh, which I assume, much like me, there's going to be a little bit of a, uh, uh, you know, conflicting feelings about this. Well, I mean, of course I'm jealous because I, you know, no one cares when I buy a chocolate croissant at Phil's Coffee. It's that, you know, I... I bust my ass to get noticed and I don't. And these people do nothing and people salivate over it. So, of course, I'm jealous because I'm an egomaniac. I'm insecure. Um, But, you know, my point before, the world is burning and this is what people care about. I mean, come on. Like, that's a lot of sour grapes on my part. Let's be honest. You know, I'm I'm reading the Reddit full of Sopranos quotes. You know, plenty of time doing that. (laughs) I'm still playing Tetris in 2021. Like... I I can't judge. It's not fair for me to judge these people as as, and I'm sure there's elements you could pick out of me saying it's not my fault, where I could have been more, um, I could have been more responsible. So yeah, there's there's some sour grapes, jealousy, whatever you want to call it here. 
Yeah, I feel the uh, jealousy of you know yet another insidery thing yeah. whispered about by by well dressed zillennials hanging out zillennials. in the city of New York. You know, yeah. this is another layer of coolness, Noah, uh, that we are excluded from on the basis of being dissolute old mountain hermits who are uh, you know carrying a a, a donkey covered in prospecting equipment down a hill somewhere. Um, I don't like feeling. As much as I don't want to be bothered by it, I have to always imagine that, like seeing pictures on her Insta feed of these, you know, glittering parties with her and all her, or no, I guess it wasn't her. I think they were stringers or people who work. She doesn't show up on camera, but she, but but Dumois was hosting a party somewhere down in Meatpacking. Um, I'm assuming it was at Milk, Milk Studios or something. I don't know where. And it's like, you know, this is this is another angle of the cool happening urbanity, you know, like it's 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 this person is the standard bearer, the uh, Les Miserables woman at the at the gate. And it's all of her people behind her, this this uh, deputized citizen army of snitches and looky loos and peepers. You know, and it's it's not just the but fact. But we that were never in that crowd. In our twenties, no, we no, no, in no, that we, crowd, right? We were never. No, no, I was we were slightly, never in that crowd. slightly on the edge because I worked in media, but. You know, none of those people wanted to hang out with me. None of those women wanted to sleep with me. Yeah, and so the worst thing is, I did work in media in New York for a good number of years. And the thing is, I worked at a, I worked at a horse racing tabloid. Um, that was the print. center of the media world. Universe. It was so. It was so. Look, I, it, I hated the newspaper. It was populated strictly by people who like came from Ozone Park. There's a type of New Yorker who doesn't exist anymore, who doesn't work in media. That newspaper, which worked down in the financial district, that was the last place those it could have been an old newsroom from the 50s or 60s. They've been expunged from all other precincts of, of entertainment and media, and that was the last place they were. So even though I worked in the New York City media industry, I had no connection to it because I was trapped with extras from from guys and dolls, you know. And it's <laughs> that like, would have been it, fun, it, though. Come on, that would uh, been maybe it would have been fun. There was no spats. Sky, there was no pinstripes. The in the sky. But it's like I, you know, this is this is another thing, and it's like yeah, you know, the zillennials, whatever we're going to call these kids, they do find a way to multitask. Like you say, you could, we can fucking try to hit them with a hammer just based on how frivolous this stuff is, or, you know. But the reality is, is that yeah, they're they're better, uh, better better equipped to live in the hellscape we're just about to leave them with. Um, and you know what? If this is what they do for fun, if this is what they do to exactly. blow off steam, exactly, then it's like who gives a fuck, you know? Yeah. But it's like I I you know well, something about it still looks like the young insider thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know, but we're jealous anyway. I mean, I do remember in my 20s seeing this world and and somehow feeling excluded from it, you know, um, because I was insecure and I was a geek. And, and, and even now where geeks are valued in media in a certain way, you know, they're not valued by these people. And these people are prettier, so. Much prettier. Yeah. All right, so Noah, tell me on our Felonian scale, uh, on the scale of, 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 of Fal to Yonian, uh, all the topics we've covered in the show, the XYZ yeah. axis, yeah. <clears throat> where, do, where do you think this falls for you? Well, I, I, I came up with a formula. <sighs> uh, so you remember Smosh? I do, yes. Not a fan, Smosh. Not, no, I was not a fan of them. Smosh was this very bad comedy, what would you call them, troupe? They made videos. And the the they were just bad, um, quality bad. I mean, the the production values were fine, but the no, but it was we called was it bad. first first pass comedy. Yeah, it was amateur it. night, totally amateur night. And this is this is amateur night gossip, is the way I see it. There's nothing yeah. of value here, both yeah. just the screenshots yeah, yeah. and I mean, we're going back and forth on what we don't like about it, whether it's the amateur night thing or the over celebritization. But I'm gonna blame COVID. Okay, um, so. I'm going to say it's one-third of Smosh, one-third of the badness of Smosh, because uh, Smosh, I care about comedy. I value high-quality comedy. I don't really value gossip, you know, other than the fact that it was kind of wacky and fun to be in the Us Weekly office because the people there were fun, and I was young and and free in New York City and beautiful. Um, Throwing your hat in the air like a— Right, exactly, and it stayed up there. So one third of Smosh, not as bad because it's about something I don't value as much, but because it's in a whole different world, I multiplied it by Brandy Melville. I mean, you said it, we haven't really done, but gossip before, but Brandy Melville, from my point of view, feels adjacent fashion. These things I just can't care about, but people are so passionate about it. And frankly, I'm also going to say it's a little too girly for me. 
So one third Smosh times Brandy Melville. Does that work for you? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it works go. for me. There you know, go. I thought of I thought of another deep cut uh, channel that we uh, we covered. I thought of Markiplier in that it's completely uninteresting to me. Uh, even though Markiplier did game playthroughs, which I you know have watched a few, I wouldn't consider myself a fan of them. Uh, but but most of what Markiplier did, especially as as a uh, you know, granted he also branched out into content. But I'm going to talk about stick to his core competency for the for the meanwhile. Um, I thought it was it was on understanding it was near the bottom. But the thing is, Markiplier wasn't knowingly harmful or caustic. Um, and I'm not so sure. Like I said, I'm not quite convinced of Dumois' causticity or or harmfulicity. Uh, so it's like I can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna equate it as just this thing that we throw into the vast bell curve of the middle of all this garbage. Um, if I'm looking for celebrity, if I'm looking for compromising pictures, if I'm looking for Look, at least we're not talking about like, um, you know, whatever they busted uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's phone and they put all the nudes out. You want to talk about yeah. that's the real fucking sludgy dark side of it. Yeah, and thing. I guess, yeah, this this feed doesn't seem to be in that world at all. That's a good point. No, and it's that. like that that is males. Let's yeah. put it this way. I think you said this seems, this has a femi flavor. This is like an army yeah. of young women and gay men to some degree. But it's like that when you get, when you start to get men involved, then it becomes sex crime. Then it becomes real, like a, mm. a theft of cracking open Jennifer Lawrence's phone. And honestly, that, that chased her out of the business for nearly two years Right, she reeled from that. So wait a minute. That's sick. You, you brought up a point that, that we neglected. I feel like one of the articles I read said something about like she, she doesn't publish anything that she considers abuse. Like you have to wonder if someone, although there was poking into someone's apartment, but like if yeah. some guy yeah, like, had right. sent what, her, what does it hey, the thing? right, I hacked, if yeah. some guy had sent her, I hacked Jennifer Lawrence's phone, here's a picture of her boobs. You know, would yeah. would Dumois like just say fuck you? Wait, yeah, you know, it's just it's who, who again who watches the Watchmen? Quiz Ipsos Custodian. Yes, exactly. You know, nobody really uh, knows. The, the, that's what we need the Keen Act for. Yep. Uh, as they say, V for vacation. V for uh, the Watchmen, ba- Watchmen babies. Watchmen babies. V for vacation. <laughs> the vacation from hell. It's the Alan Moore cast. Ooh, that would be fun. The Alan Moore cast. Alan Morecast. All right. Well, I think that, uh, that that takes us to the end of another uh, uh, wild root and tootin uh, theme filled episode. So uh, I'm going I'm to close it up by saying, everybody, <laughs> if, if you want to find past root episodes, and on, that's the adjective. That's the adjective people use to describe our podcast. Root and tootin. Yeah. Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at No One Bill Show. Write to us, No One Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Uh, give us a review on the aggregators. You all know how that works. I'm on Twitter at Will Yum Scurry. My video content, Essays for the American Caesar Salad line of film topics, is on YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar. And now here's Noah. Here is Noah. Uh, Bigquizthing.com. Learn about the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. Uh, We're in the midst of our holiday season, but we are now booking for early 2022 and beyond the finest in corporate and private trivia events everywhere, in person and virtually. Uh, we make trivia fun for everyone. Learn about all that and more at BigQuizThing.com. I mean, it's a fact. It's the finest. It, it, Thank it's, you. It's un- incontrovertible. You know? Thank you. I, I, I appreciate your biased opinion. Well, everybody, until the next Root and Tootin episode of this year's show, we, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2021.